purposes only. You'd be an idiot to listen to anything these degenerates say. Invest at your own risk, do research, but seriously don't listen to these ass clowns. Now enjoy Cash Daddies. Welcome to Cash Daddies. We're banking fatties. Well, some of us are, some of us aren't. We're going to get into that. Uh, Join me as always. They're the number one dynamic duo since Batman and Robin. Elvis. Ah, fuck that one. But you know what I'm talking about. Sonny and Cher, Elvis and Costello. Not Elvis. Elvis and Costello. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Please welcome your favorite ass ass brothers, Howie Dewey and Chris Knapp. How are you guys? Good. Uh, a lot better at knowing dynamic duos than you. That's for okay. fucking sure. Okay, I like that. <laughs> I deserve that. And on the ones and twos, Evan Hand. How are you, Evan? All right, guys. How are you? Doing well. Guys, thanks for coming in. I'm uh, really hopped on uh, coffee, so I probably will be uh, cutting you all off a lot today. So enjoy that. Uh, guys, how was the week, man? How was the week? Week was me. solid. We was extremely <laughs> solid for Howie and Lil E, yeah. And then all Howie of a sudden, and, Lil e. we and, then, and then all of a sudden, Lil E just sells me out down the river and says, uh, "Oh, look, little paper-handed Christian, whole OCGN." And that's after I give him props and say, "Nice work." And then all of a sudden, it's just I had to knife. get the payback. Yep, the knife gets twisted, and all of a sudden, people are like, "I'm jumping off this guy Chris's picks. I'm on Lil E for life." <laughs> Well, guess what, buddy? Show me what you've done next week, all right? Yeah. We'll circle back. I told you all I was due to crash, and, you know, it's it's one week in a bad market, mind you, okay? I get that Uh, for sure. Uncle Howie did a 40%er in a bad week. Bad week, FSR, baby, FSR. Fister. Howie's on fire, dude. Chris was fire, but now it's Howie. It's Howie's been kind of consistent, man. Slow and steady, just yeah, like you, the Special Olympics. You know what it's else what is I, consistent? This, you know, else is consistent. People calling us sketchy. We're gonna have to put up a poll here pretty soon because I keep getting called sketchy. Sam gets called sketchy, and I'm I want to know who the sketchiest person is. So maybe well, we'll real quick, dude. I mean, like the only person here <laughs> that isn't sketchy is Evan because he's not old enough to have racked up any sketchiness. He's yeah. too well, early into hey. the game. Hey, He's not hey. jaded. You know, I want to give Alex. a shout out to the fan that called me a fat Jim Brewer. Thank you. <laughs> Howie, you have Alzheimer's. You did that last week, just so you oh, know. Okay. My bad. So just <laughs> we have a lot of we have a lot of people asking because apparently Sam dropped a dime on Howie last week. It was like Howie got arrested. So now everybody's like. Did Howie really get arrested? Is little E really selling his boy ass on Patreon? <laughs> Can we just circle back and just get We get need those gay dollars dog. Okay, but Howie, did you really get arrested? No, 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 I didn't. What I didn't happened? get arrested. No, I just uh, came out and uh, a couple of people had to talk to me and we had a discussion and they left and I gave them a high five and I said I had a great day. And you know how hard it is to high five in handcuffs, but he did it. <laughs> it's like a quick. <laughs> oh, yeah. it looks like... so do you? Did they have guns drawn? Ah, uh, just a few. Okay, <laughs> but, but you're fine. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I love it, dude. Yeah. Quick, so quick but, shout yeah. out. To- so he got in, he got out. Dude, he's been there before. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good quick. I told a few jokes, made fun of one of the short ones. He wasn't happy. Uh, but it was fun. <laughs> it was fun overall. Um, quick shout out to the reader comment of the week. Chris is what you'd get if you bought Jim Carrey on Wish. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good shit. Um, we do love all those YouTube comments. By the way, so. I'm known as Crack Daddy. That's who I am on this show, Crack Daddy. Um, actually, you're known as Slinky Shoulders, which is what I want you to call your new Bitcoin. Oh, so yeah, so supposedly Chris has been figuring out who what they want to name my Bitcoin I'm looking into building. And Chris has some names, so let's hear some of the best. All right. The best is obviously mine, which is Slinky Shoulders Coin. Okay. I don't know if you noticed, dog, but this is how you walk. <laughs> All right. What am I, Neanderthal? No, it's just this is you. I've been calling you slinky shoulders oh, behind way, your back for oh. 20 years. Oh. Okay, oh, so here, here's what we have. Uh, these are the, the reader write-ins. We have lizard people coin. I like it. Fat dragon coin. I love fat dragon. Yeah, it's C- a good one. CDC, cash daddy's currency coin. Not against that. Fist coin. Yeah, dude, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, fist it. Uh, Psyop coin? No. Swarm coin? Not bad. All about that action coin. I'm all about that action. Um, what would, no, it's WWSHJD. I forget what, what would shape shifting Jesus do? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then, oh, uh, this one's good. I have twin girls coin. <laughs> There's I might a, make the ghost ninja coin. There How about you the go. ghost yeah. ninja coin? One side is ghost, yeah. the other side is yeah. ninja. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable coin. Yeah, I'm down with that. I'm down with that. <laughs> and then uh, chicken snake coin. Dude, a Braxis coin? That might actually explode because a Braxis, the chicken snake guy, would look down upon us because he created everything. I don't even know what chicken snake means, dude. So, so agnostics, brother go back in the day is that the universe is basically there's 365 dimensions all ran by a guy named Abraxas. And he is, I have coined him the chicken snake God because he's half okay. chicken, half snake. Okay. Would that be any relation to this reader suggestion of Baphomet coin? Baphomet coin. That is the, uh, basically the, it's like the goat devil God. Okay, so we just voted and we decided we're going to go with Slinky Shoulders coin. I and, will not uh, go with Slinky Shoulders. I thought it was Slumping Shoulders. I like that one. Like I was nah. fucking Native American. He who slumped shoulders. <laughs> no, Chris, because it, yeah. What about something real short to the point like Clitcoin? Clitcoin. <laughs> Clitcoin? Why yeah. does it look like you're working oh. your clit right there? Why did you say oh, so- that? Clitcoin, the target uh, to go after all the lesbian crypto checks. Dude, if Great we can idea. make that and make OnlyFans <laughs> pay in, in our coin, bam. Um, I got some news. I'm looking at a new investment. Fractional, do you guys know you can buy fractional shares of a horse? Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and here's the thing. I just want to be like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? You know, 
uh, going to the track to watch my horse race. We'll watch a fraction of my horse race. <laughs> Dude, that's better. That's, that's like the ultimate pickup move. What are you doing this weekend? I, going to the track, baby. I got a horse. You don't tell them that you only own a hundredth of it. Funny yeah. side. Fu- funny side who won the Derby was owned by fractional shares. If you look up West Point Thoroughbreds, that's all fractional shares. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. dude, Jay-Z got pissed because the Nets released how much he actually owned of the Nets, which was 0.01%. Yeah, you didn't know shit. Wow. <laughs> but he you still gets nothing. those courtside tickets, though. Not anymore, dude, because he owns a uh, he owns a management company. Or at least he did rock them. I love how it's Rockefeller Records. Like, nobody talks about Rockefellers. You know, hey guys, real quick, speaking of uh, questions and answers and all that stuff, if you want to support the show, a great way to support the show is go to our Discord. We have a Discord on Discord. Go check that out. We have a Reddit group. We have a subreddit called Cash Daddies. Very interactive, man. Very interactive. For the amount of people that listen, which is growing by the day, to the amount of people on there, it is very, it's pretty damn impressive. We also have a YouTube channel, which is, what is it, Evan? It's uh, youtube.com slash what? Cash Daddies? Uh, it's just Cash Daddies. We don't have our own URL yet. We have to be oh. over 30 days old to change that. And we're over a thousand subscribers. That's so insane. So the show right now is on my personal uh, uh, YouTube, but it will eventually move once we see that you guys got a lot of traction over there. So please go support the show. I don't know if we have a Facebook, but we have a Twitter and an Instagram, both Cash Daddies. And I'm proud to announce, man, if you go to Apple podcast and putting cash i think we're the first cash that comes up i think cash daddies is the first one so cash daddy's there it's very important that you rate and review look at that first one's up how good is that that's pretty badass so we're the number one cash on uh apple podcast so go rate and review give us a nice one and if we uh see some cool comments we will read them here support us so we can support you on your journey to financial uh, freedom. I am going to be live this weekend with my good friend, Howie Dewey, and we will be in Morris Plains, New Jersey at the Dojo of Comedy, my comedy club inside TIFFs. So uh, please come and join us. You can grab your tickets, go to samtriple.com and click the link. Howie, are you excited to rock? Dude, I can't wait. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be, it's going to be so fun to stand up in front of people again. Last time I did it, I was in St. Louis with you. Are you going to bleach your eyebrows for this one? Because it looks like you got bleached eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking around the kitchen, man. I'm walking around the kitchen because I'm running out of juice. I had to plug my phone in. I um, love the way you stopped dyeing your hair, and we can see where the lightning struck uh, your left temple now. No, that's actually that's actually all natural. I got a screwed up gene. In yeah, the of course it is. It's called electricity. You got shot. Every time you felt, head. you had to explain that to us. Like, we thought maybe you might actually put gray in your hair just to be a little torturous. <laughs> you know how many people ask me where did you get that done how much did you pay for that i'm like fucking ask my great grandfather who had three nuts you like that you should see my balls <laughs> yeah yeah i got six of them chris neff um, what's your social media uh chris neff comedy and horse tooth on ig you can also follow the cats at jack in lils on ig as well jack in yeah, it's like not jacking, but you know, like Guns N' Roses, how they have that N in the middle. Yeah, 
Jack and Wills. Okay, Jack and so Wills, you can follow Grow Man and the story of his cats. <laughs> uh, Howie, what was your social media? Uh, it's uh, Twitter, Howie, bottom, slant, bottom, underscore. underscore. <laughs> I don't know why I said bottom. That's fucking horrible. Howie underscore Dewey and uh, Instagram, Howie Dewey. D-E-W-E-Y. Evan? Yeah. Uh, all my social media is Evan underscore hand. You can find me anywhere. Can I? I'm at Ronan Sam Tripoli on Twitter and Sam Tripoli everywhere else. And you can get all my videos at Sam. Everything I do is on Sam Tripoli.com. T-R-I-P-O-L-I. Quick note before we bring in our special guest of the day. I got some big news. Can you guess? You're that? getting a new cat. No, no. By the way, one is just a foster until I can get her a new home. I say that, but I'm keeping her. Can we put some uh, money on that? <laughs> yeah. That's true. Um, we got blocked by somebody this week. Our first block. Boom. Dude, that's yep. how you know you arrived. Yes. So um, we only follow a few people. And I decided to follow the OG legit autist of all time he's literally autistic so i don't want to make this a thing and make fun of anybody that's got autism or anything but he is a, a certified genius in the stock world michael burry did, if, did you guys see the big short yep yeah okay yeah. remember the guy that played christian bale or the christian bale played that's him yeah so i love been, that they christian bale played that guy that's so great yeah yeah so he, he, he deleted his Twitter a while back and then he started a new Twitter under a pseudonym called Cassandra. And he was just posting all this doom and gloom with the market crash and being like, I've seen this before. Uh, you guys aren't ready for this, you young kids. And then um, he posted something about the uh, puts or something and I just called him the ultimate gay bear. And then I go in and <laughs> what? He blocks us. So, Evan, pull up his, uh, his last cryptic tweet. I mean, he's a really intelligent guy. But he's like, half of his stuff has been deleted. It's, it's, yeah, he, it's creepy. Like, okay, scroll down to the white, white one. This one? Nope, one more down. Okay, the second coming. I mean, he's like, just read this. Turning and turning in the widening gyre. The falcon cannot hear the falconer. Things fall apart. The center cannot hold. I'm not going to keep going. Anyway, yeah, why don't you read, read the whole thing? He's basically saying that the market's going to crash. And then he's talking about Kathy Woods and Kathy's, you know, obviously the Wall Street goddess and rightly so. And saying that, you know, everything, we'll her see. ARC funds might tank, but we'll it's see. just super Debbie Downer shit. And then, you know, it's like we give him a shout out, calling him a gay bear. And then it boom, blocks us. I can't believe he got mad reaction. at the gay bear. You know? Yeah, who wouldn't like that? Did he know that you're the cat man? I mean, the cat man called someone a gay bear. That's like some fucking Sesame Street shit. <laughs> Don't you think it's a little weird that he's got 400,000 followers and he blocks us? I mean, I just see him just going constantly going, fuck these guys, fuck these guys. I'm, uh, you're no good. You're no good. He doesn't even follow anybody. I'm sorry, dude. It's obvious you're upset. I, he's, an, he's a hero. He called the financial collapse for Christ's yeah. sake, man. He didn't like that gay bear shit. Should have um, called him a gay there's kangaroo. Nothing, there's nothing wrong with being a gay bear. We know gay bears make money and they deserve to make money. I just called him the ultimate gay bear. Well, maybe he's mad because you didn't call him the power bottom gay bear. And they get That's upset right. about that. 
Well, the other thing is I tweeted that we got blocked and somebody deleted the tweet. So I don't understand how Twitter could just go block and delete their tweets. Do they do that now, dude? I, I they they'll block, they'll delete stuff. It's like really creepy, real creep, creepy. So guys, uh, it's been a crazy week, you know. Uh, I, you know, I know a lot of you guys are giving me crap about crypto. Crypto took a giant shit this week. Uh, you know, we're gonna get into this conversation with our guest now, but you know. This is what happens, man. I'm getting hit up by people asking me about Monero. Again, I'm a, we'll talk about it in a few, but it's a long haul, man. This is not a buy, smash, and grab. We'll get into that. We have a great guest for you guys. Anything else you want to talk about? Um, I th- Oh, we're still working on the contest updates. Um, we It looks like we're going to go with MarketWatch to be the platform for our trading contest. And um, just keep those comments coming, guys. They, they, they kill us. Uh, big shout out to the art of getting up for putting uh, Howie Zoltan. Dewey. Uh, yeah, Zoltan. For, for Howie Dewey, Sam Tripoli, Little E, and Horsetooth emojis that you can use to comment. So it's just, you haven't seen yeah. this, Sam? No, it's Zoltan, not mine, but I haven't seen hor- horse tooth. I got to no, see it's your horse head. tooth. No, it's, it's just my head. Like, I love it. Let me see horse yeah. tooth. I got to see the horse tooth one. There's you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can't really zoom in on them, but okay. there's I all love four it, of us. Thank yeah, you, well, Zoltan. Zoltan's yeah. great. If you need any uh, any artwork done for your podcast, for artwork for your podcast, a flyer, a T-shirt, uh, I always hit him up. His email is theartofgettingup at gmail. Uh, I put it out there so he can get some business. We have a great guest for you. This is actually one of our, probably our longest episode we've done so far. Uh, he's been on all my other podcasts, and I think you're going to love him. It's a great conversation. I'm super excited to have Hotep Jesus on. Enjoy the interview, guys. All right, so let's get into it, man. Here we go. Uh, this gentleman's been on uh, my two of my other podcasts, Tim Full Hat and the Union of the Unwanted. He's big in the crypto community, has his own wallet. He'll tell us a little bit about it, man. Super excited to have him back. Please welcome Hotep Jesus. How are you, brother? Sam, thank you very much. I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. There's so much I want to talk to you about, just even about you know, just outside of markets, being in the politics and all that stuff. But this is an investment show, so we'll get into that uh, real quick. While E is on the ones and twos, we got Howie Dewey and we got Chris Neff. And, of course, you know me, you've been on my shows. Uh, for those who don't know you, who live under a rock, can you tell uh, them a little bit about yourself? Uh, I'm the uh, professional nobody. <laughs> I, um, you know, I'm meaningless to your life. I... Uh, <laughs> I just, I just mind my business, keep my nose clean, and build companies. I have several corporations right now. One of them is a Bitcoin company, uh, CoinBitsApp.com, which allows people to invest in Bitcoin with the dollar cost average strategy. Automatically buys Bitcoin on a weekly basis. I'm one of the co-founders in that company. I'm in AI, um, both camera vision analytics and deep fakes, um, iPhone apps, uh, our our nonprofit organization, uh, Hotep Nation, has just released our first app, the Grifties, to accompany our award show, the Grifties. So we have a Grifties. I can't wait for the Grifties, dude. <laughs> I cannot wait to see that live, dude. Yes. I cannot wait. So you know, we uh, got a companion app which democratizes the pro the pro uh, the process. Um, last year, uh, people were complaining because Alyssa Milano got snubbed at the Grifties. <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, we uh, it's nap now. You can go vote and vote for your favorite grifter or you think you should win it at the grifties. Uh, it happens at grifties.com. Um, but yeah, like I said, I like to, you know, build apps, you know, stay in tech, sort of teach devs. I'm not a developer myself, but I understand how a product should be developed in the most efficient manner. So that's what I do. I show devs and startups how to um, develop, you know, from, I guess, from a business dev standpoint, their startup corporation, so on and so forth. I have a class I do every Saturday called the Mogul Summit. And, uh, you know, I give you know, startup entrepreneurs, um, answer their questions, comments, concerns, walk through their objectives for the week. Then, then they come back the next week. We see how they did that week and then uh, tighten up, you know, any um, problems they may have, so on and so forth. But yeah, you know, that's what I do. Questions, uh, if you don't mind. Okay. Yeah. On your coinbits.com app, can you tell us what, um, if any of our readers, wanted to join what they're allowed to buy and sell on that app that's question one and then question number two you mentioned that you're in the deep fake biz is there any way you could deep fake sam's shoulders into being a little bit more broad for me <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting a lot i'm getting a lot of suggestions on his possible bitcoin quick, quick don't, they are uh, our listeners are called the readers that's what they're called they're called <laughs> the readers i don't know how that happened but that is our fan base they're called the readers and uh, i like my slumping shoulders um <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, it's very interesting. Deepfake's very, uh, very, very interesting. This guy just came out on Instagram or t TikTok with a Tom Cruise deepfake that was absolutely stunning with how accurate it was. And that is both thrilling and incredibly scary, right? I mean, like the implications are nuts. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let me just uh correct Chris there. That website is um coinbits dot app or coinbits app. yeah or coinbitsapp.com. Um can't forget the app, otherwise it'll take you to some other app that's not us. <clears throat> um you buy Bitcoin there. That's the only coin we have right now. Uh we're working on making a better product before we add more coins. Uh as far as the deep fake thing, yeah, it's pretty scary what's happening. I saw the Tom Cruise deep fake. Very, very convincing. Um, yeah, I mean, somebody asked me, how do I feel about being involved in a deep fake company, you know, with the negative implications that could be on the horizon? And uh, I told him, yeah, you know, it's, it's quite scary. Sometimes I try not to think about it, but at the same time, that's exactly why I want to get into the business so I can understand how this stuff works so we can build defensive mechanisms. Yeah, can you imagine somebody deep faking Elon like he doesn't do enough talking already and just coming out and being like, bye, you know, whatever, uh, uh, it's going to go up because the market reacts to whatever he does immediately. Yeah. And George. it would be a total opportunity for some serious pump and dump action if that got into the wrong hands, which it probably already is. Yeah, yeah. Brian, I got a question on your uh, on your Bitcoin app. Um, and this is this is unbelievable. You say that you have a DCA dollar cost averaging. Is, is it an algorithm built in where they try to find a, a weekly low where people buy? How do you do that? No, no, there's no algorithm involved. Um, we've internally spoken about that, but it, it sort of goes against the dollar cost averaging 
um, idea. In fact, there's a, a good study that was out. Uh, I forget what website it was, but they compared buying the dip to dollar cost averaging. And they found out the dollar cost averaging yeah. actually got you a better price on whatever investment you made, especially on Bitcoin, uh, because you make frequent purchases of dollar cost averaging. So yeah, it's just on a weekly basis. Um, you know, the time is arbitrary, but it's just, uh, you know, getting a piece of the pie little by little over time. Yeah, what you're saying is true. I mean, there's there's an old saying in the brokerage industry. It's uh, trying to buy the dip is way more painful than uh, owning the stock or anything going through the dip. And it's true. I mean, if you buy, I don't care if you work for a company and you buy a stock, you put a certain amount of money in every month on a certain date, 25 years from now, you're going to be up. You're going to be a winner. That's the bottom line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, and that's important for people to know. Yeah, that's how I treat my investing. You know, um, every once in a while, I'll do a option buy, but I'm very, I'm a very conservative investor. But uh, if I see something that's a no brainer, I'll, I'll put some, I'll buy some contracts. Yeah. And, and one thing I'll say is, is before you came on, I, I did a, about a 10 minute Google and I saw you put out a tweet that I thought, this is what I preach on this show on a weekly basis. Brian put out a tweet that said, if you're 25 years old, and you put $100 into a Roth IRA, uh, in 30 years, you're going to have $250,000. And what do I say every single week? A Roth IRA is the most important thing that a kid or a person in their 20s can do to create wealth. I don't know anything more important because it grows tax deferred. It's compound interest. And I thought that tweet you put out was awesome. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people, you know, they stress about money. Right. And retirement and these things, but they miss all the easy vehicles that'll get them to a place of comfort. Maybe a decade from now, even two decades from now, you figure you can retire at 40. You know, most people are, you know, I go to, I feel bad. I go to Target and I see this lady, she's like 80 years old bagging groceries. I'm just like, wow, like, I do not want that to be me or anybody I know. But again, it's just a matter of, conserving a little bit thrown in into one of these investment vehicles and never touching it that's the key that yeah. is the key on that note i i read one of your tweets yesterday and uh, retweeted it because it really struck me too um it's a big one uh it's you know you you say here here's the big secret to life which is you know a big big statement right off the top and it really resonated with me it says one create two share your creations with the world Three, mind your business. And then underneath it, there is no competition because most people can't do one and three. That's that's some really deep stuff right there. That is some deep stuff, dude. That And that is life, my friend. Keep that it is simple. truly life. Keep it simple. I have this thing right now, man. It's abundance versus scarcity. And like I am leaning hard into abundance right now. And that is maybe tipping a little bit more than I, I, I would normally be comfortable with, like hiring a buddy of mine to do something just because I know he needs a little help, you know, little things like that. It like gets down to, to me, it gets down to like, have you ever had a landlord that doesn't fix anything? Have you ever, uh, ever did a gig where the guy, you had a fight for everything you already agreed on? Those people don't last. It always, always comes to an end because that's scarcity. The people who like 
you know, we're, we're all comics here. You know, the, when you go to a club and they go out of their way to treat you great, that club lasts, man. People emotionally invest. If someone's willing to give you just a little cash for your time and your effort, you run through a brick wall, man. Like, the, like there is no competition. There is none. Yeah. Only with yourself. Yeah, my Saturday class, I tell people when we look at the markets, uh, not investing markets, but just, you know, if you're in the business of shoes or, you know, uh, fitness, there is no such thing as markets. There's only, there's no, there's no such thing as competition. There's only market partners. Your competition is actually your partners. Always. They, they, they help, you know, uh, look at, I- look at, uh, look at Zuck. You know, there's no competition for Zuck. He just grabs your features and then builds upon them. So he's like, oh, thank you. Right. That's, you know, good job, partner. <laughs> it is unbelievable. Competition is the greatest thing that can happen to your business. You start a business and all of a sudden you have two, three, four, five, six competitors. Man, that, that's what you want. Yeah. I mean, you're doing a good job and more people are going to be out. It's like that in any industry. I don't care if you're a painter a plumber, an electrician, you want competition. More competition, more money you're going to make. Always. Yeah, it's that, it's that old concept of guy opens up a McDonald's on a corner and starts killing it. And then a guy opens up a Burger King across the street and he's like, oh shit, there goes my business. But in the end, both businesses profit because more people are coming to that one corner and making a decision to go to either place. Yeah. Chris, you know, you know what's a great example of that is the NFL in L.A., they could have brought the Raiders here and it would have had the Raider base excited. And then everybody who hates the Raiders, which there are a lot of in LA would instantly right become Rams fans. But now because they, because the owner got greedy and didn't want, wanted lesser competition for the market. He brought in basically the enemy of this market, which was the San Diego chargers into the market. And now neither of them have a fan base because nobody cares. Instead of going, oh, dude, yeah, the Raiders are going to get a big chunk of this. But L.A. is huge, and everybody hates the Raiders, will come and listen uh, and love my product. And now it's just like you got – it's just it's, – it, 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 the NFL is drowning in the L.A. because nobody cares. Mm. Who cares about the Chargers? <laughs> you know what? I could give a shit about either team, but I, I do love the stadium and they, they play in, and it is one of my picks, which we'll get into later in the show. But, you know, don't forget about the corporate package around that, you know. I, want is- to talk, I would like to talk, uh, Hotep, about the reason, like, we started this show was that, you know, I was one of these guys that was blessed that, you know, I hung around in the game long enough. I'm, I'm older than most of you, you know, uh, that I hung around long enough to understand how the internet works and to take advantage. And my skill set actually fits really well with this modern day model, which is just be relentless with uh, content. Cause you know, if I, if I wasn't doing this, I would literally just be talking to myself. So might as well throw the camera on and try to make a, you know, a living off it. Uh, so there's these people have money coming in. Like we had a only fans model on to talk about how, what she's doing with her money. And she's making just a little enough to like, hey man, congratulations. Cause I know that's a flooded market. <laughs> they have flooded that market. There's <laughs> enough naked chicks on there that they're literally going, I'm not making any money. That's mm. insane to me. 
Don't forget she, about the men. Little little E just put his boy ass on OnlyFans after taking his dip on uh, GameStop. It's not not hey, <laughs> got, got to make got to make that money up. But you know, I, I you know as we started the show, I realized like my dad was a, a business teacher in high school. He didn't teach me anything about the stock market and how the, how these market worked. And I I kind of take a look because you and I kind of also ha- are in the uh, truther or conspiracy or, you know, what's really going on out there world. And we kind of have some of the same beliefs. I, you know, I always retweet your stuff. And uh, I think the demographics who are always complaining about scarcity, opportunity, uh, you know, the system and all that stuff. And I also go, a lot of those people, you don't hear talking about stocks and calls and puts and and shorting and all this stuff like it's not in that it's just not taught in the culture whatever culture that is across all races genders and sexual orientation whatever it is it's just not taught and the difference between the demographics who seem to be doing really well with generational wealth and the ones that aren't are the ones who know how to invest their money yeah yeah absolutely um the thing is you got to understand the dollar if you don't understand the dollar you'll never understand how to make money. you never understand why you don't want dollars. You know, when you look at the history of money, you know, if we go back to 17th, 18th century Europe, there was a lot of market manipulation. There was a lot of currency manipulation. In fact, you can go look up this thing called coin clipping. And they used to take this device and yeah. scrape off the edge of the coin. Yeah. <laughs> they would clip little parts of the silver coin off and make a whole new coin. Yeah. And it, or, or sell the coin based upon, or sell the, the precious metal based upon its weight and melt it down and whatnot. But um, what people understood was that, I should say people at the top, they understood that Currency is very fickle, but resources is not. In relation to price changes, when we talk about price changes, land doesn't move that much. The price of land doesn't move that much. The, the, the price of goods doesn't move that much. A lot of that stuff is moving based upon the currency. So if you can trade the currency for a capital good, you're usually in a good place. So that's what people used to do. They used to you know, when it's a bull market, they collect the currency, take the currency, buy like a castle, some land, right? And then when the market dipped, they just took some of the cash they may have, buy the dip, let the market recover, buy more capital goods. And they kept doing that, or it might be horses or, you know, you know, something that would replenish itself over and over again. Um, and that's what people don't understand and understand that, you know, they, they save. And it's just like, what are you saving for? Like your savings account should be at whatever you need to survive for maybe this year. The rest should be operating somewhere else, man. If you got a large savings account, that's why you're going to wait till you turn 60 to retire. <laughs> you're not even getting a return on that money. You know, if like, you'd have had that in Bitcoin. Yeah. And that savings account, that's, it's, that's dead. It's dead money. Yeah. Doing nothing. You got to have money in it, whether it's real estate, whether it's uh, collecting rent, whether it's the market, uh, whether you're investing in your own business. 
it's got to be something generating solid money because you're right, man. A savings account is just that's the last place in the world you want your money. Yeah. But the thing, the thing about that is, is that in the in the past, people are too afraid, and I was one of those people forever who just banked their money, put it in savings, and up to a year ago, the stat that I that jumped out at me that blew my mind is fifty percent of Americans did not own stock, and in the last year since this COVID crash, I would venture to say that number has shot up through the roof because yeah. so many people are awakening to this idea that. I can do this on my own and apps like Robinhood have made it so easy to do it on their own, but people are still, they have that trepidation. Like I'm going to make a mistake if I jump in. And that's really what the goal of our show is, is to say, you can't make mistakes if you, if you just have a little knowledge and that's mm -hmm. what we want to put out there to these people. So they are saving for, for, you know, earlier retirement than ever thought possible before, Whoa. as opposed to taking that, you know, half percent interest on their savings account. That fear is generational. It goes back to the Great Depression or the panic of 1920. It's, it's, it's because a lot of people were duped by Wall Street into getting into uh, bubble markets, big booms. Some of them were putting their house up to buy stocks. Some of them were margin trading, taking out loans. So it was irresponsible trading that was happening, that when the Great Depression hit or the panic of 1920 hit, that people lost everything. And so they said, we're never going to do this again, right? But that's different from saying, I'm going to take 50% of my paycheck and just bank it over here and work on a couple of cash flow streams. Here's the other thing that people mess up. People have a job. And they're like, okay, I'm good. I got a nice paying job. I got the cash flow coming. And it's like, what happens if a virus hits and now you're out of work, right? You, you don't diversify your income streams. So diversifying income streams is part of that money mix you need to have to create self-preservation. But it just comes back to the fact that there's ways to invest safely and you want crashes, you want crashes. Like right now, Bitcoin is crashing. And I'm like, fucking yes, baby. Let's go. I hope you go to a dollar so I can just I take my whole bank account and just dump it in there and sit back and wait 10 years and reap the rewards, right? Whereas some people who bought at the top, they're probably selling right now. So they lost money. And they're like, oh, I bought Bitcoin. I lost money. Yeah, because you're an idiot. You don't know how to invest. You don't invest for, for today. You invest for a decade from now. I concur, man. I concur. You're just seeing, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of people coming from the stock world into the digital world, uh, digital currency world, and they're treating these digital right. currencies like stocks in that they're doing this bump and dump stuff. And you know, with the Dogecoin, I've said here before, I'm, I think that's its purpose is just for the people who want to act like it's stock, pump it up, sell it, wait for it. Dry, and we're just going to rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. But these other ones, I constantly tell people like, this is not a grab, a, a smash and grab. These are like, this is a sit on it and don't touch it for a while and see what happens to the market. But you know we're not what we're not allowed to call it dumb money, Chris. What do we talk, talk? What are we calling it now? 
Yeah, just the new money. New the, money. The, miscon- the, the misconception is, is that there's dumb money in the market. There's always dumb money in the market. New money. Wall Street thinks new money is dumb money in the market, but they're underestimating the fact that Generation Z, you know, little E's generation, they they're they're smart. They're not making crazy dumb plays. You're always going to have idiots that jump in on, you know, lotto ticket options. But the new generations are being underestimated. And that's what I love seeing like GameStop explode and just take it to Wall Street because they they're underestimating these people. And they I have understand time. That. The I understand that. that co- no, no, I'm just saying that the thing that COVID provided was all these kids that didn't have jobs, nothing but time to do research and make intelligent decisions. And I think yeah, that's admirable. But, but back to like the, the point of digital currency and, and what Hotep was talking about is that these are long-term investments. These are hold on to them and see where they go. It's, it's not like the get in, get out that, you know, in our tech thread, I see you guys doing with all the stocks because that is the <laughs> stock market. That's how it operates. It's grab it low, sell it immediately high when it gets to a number you're comfortable with and don't stay too long because it could shoot down. You're, you're stuck with a bag. Whereas for me, when I'm telling you about all these coins that, you know, that I am interested in, in terms of the Ave coin, which was this Ethereum based coin that went from 50 cents to $500 in a year. If you would have bought 10,000 of that, you would be walking around with $5 million. So there's gonna be another one because everyone's gonna come in and look at Bitcoin and be like, oh, it's too much, I can't buy it. Oh, this coin's kind of like this. And they don't know the practical application of the coin but they see they can afford it and they're going to buy a whole bunch, which will shoot it up. Bitcoin to me is like Charleston Heston and guns, right? Pry it from my cold, dead hands. All right. You like, you hold on to it until it becomes beyond fuck you money. Right. There's other ones you can play around with, but it is a grab it and put enough money into it that you don't need it right back. That's Bitcoin. Bitcoin is basically, I'll give you a good analogy. I know you don't like a lot of my analogies, but here's a good one. I Bitcoin, love that. Bitcoin is the Berkshire Hathaway of the cryptocurrency market. And it is. The, the bottom line is, you know, all these senators, and, and they can come out and they can shit on Bitcoin and say, hey, we don't trust it. Blah, blah. Bottom line is, you know who is trusting it right now? Goldman Sachs, Merrill Lynch, Morgan Stanley. All these guys are tossing billions of dollars in it. You want to know why? Because they know where it's going to be in three, four, five years. They're already, it's, in my opinion, it's one of the safest long-term investments there are. All you got to do is sit back and say, geez, Goldman Sachs is buying billions of it. Morgan Stanley's buying, you think it's going to work? Of course it is, man. Now the fix is in. The fix is in. This thing's gone, man. It's going to be, remember Berkshire Hathaway, I remember it was at, it was at $100, $200 a share. And then about 20 years later, if you wanted to buy a share, you had to have $35,000. Until it split a zillion to one. That's that's yeah, Warren Buffett. I so just want to back up a little bit on that. The the thing that we need to realize now, and this is my personal opinion, is we have the 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 equities world merging with the crypto world, and you cannot have a portfolio that doesn't have both, in my opinion. If we want to talk about true diversification, you need to accept and embrace the crypto world just as you would accept and embrace the equities world. And just to back up, Sam, when you're talking about Howie and I making smash and grabs, yes, we are traders, but 
we are I, I trade on a weekly basis, no more than five to 10% of my portfolio on swing trades. I am extremely diversified. So when I say buy something uh, to our readers, uh, it, it's a long-term hold. It's something I'm putting into my portfolio and I'm not planning on touching for five to 10 years. Now, when we're talking middle of the week, smash and grabs, those are calculated um, moves that we're making that are strictly speculative swing plays based on what Howie and I perceive as uh, information uh, that we think is going to profit on the short-term basis. But as a note, we are not personally uh, trading more than 5% of our funds in, in a given week. So I want to make that real clear to people you know, that, that ask us about our trades. Um, it is, you have to be diversified. And at this point, with what we're seeing, if you're only in the stock market or only in Bitcoin, I think you're making a big mistake because we've seen what Howie just said, with just major institutions coming along and they are late to the party and they might, you know, they, they all probably wish they would have done this five, five years ago, but they're, they're all being combined at this point and you have it to have just, both. Here's the thing. This is how everything goes, whether it's comedy, the UFC and Bitcoin. The outlaws build it up, and then the corporations come in and Always. try to control it. Always. Always. Yes. This is just how it goes. But yes. I think Bitcoin's the one thing, because I think Bitcoin is the sun, and all the rest are shit coins or planets that go around the sun, cool. and they're always going to be going up and down. But Bitcoin, even though we're taking a dip, and, and you know, I'd love to get Brian's take on this, is like, what? We're entering a world where people have to ask themselves, is Elon Musk, who's investing his investors' money into Bitcoin, are we okay with him talking about its value too high and plummeting the, uh, and just making the, the number dip? I mean, is this okay? Are, I mean, I, I accept this business as usual, but it doesn't seem like that should be legal, especially yeah, if you own stock in Tesla right now. What are your Damn, thoughts real, on that real, whole thing? Real quick to stay on that, real quick, 30 seconds. Uh, you got a point about Elon Musk? Listen, whatever the, whatever he says, it doesn't matter. It may matter for a day or two, but when you got billion dollar, trillion dollar institutions like Goldman Sachs, they don't give a shit with Elon. Elon can say whatever he wants. It may affect the stock for a day or two, three days. Bottom line, in the long term, whatever Elon does, says, it's not, it's not going to affect Bitcoin. Go ahead. You said uh, uh, Elon said uh, Bitcoin was overpriced. Yes, he's I also mean, said Tesla was too last week. Well, he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. You know, I I told people months back. I said uh, I'm looking for a retracement in Bitcoin back to ten to twelve k, and everybody laughed at me. And then it went up to that was at thirty k. I said that, and it went up to like fifty k. And everybody was like, oh, remember you said this? Remember you said this? And I'm looking at Bitcoin drop right now. I'm like, all right, here we go. Let's, let's get back down to 10, 12K. Let's be realistic about this thing. And let me let me throw some more money in this thing nice and low. Yep. You know, when it hits yep. low, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leverage down high. You want to see higher highs and uh, higher lows. Yeah. That's the key. Yeah. What's your, Brian, what's your target on uh, Bitco Bitcoin? Well, you put out a tweet, Brian. That's gonna get down to zero. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> what? Oh no, that was our clubhouse. Okay, that was a link to our clubhouse. We were we were trolling on clubhouse. Bitcoin to zero changed my mind. Um, no, I got I got ten to twelve k uh, price range. No kidding. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. I'll All be right. buying a bunch of Bitcoin then if it gets down to that. I mean, last year's low was 3K, right? Yeah. 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 Somewhere yeah. in that range. So this year's low should be 10 to 12K. And the next year's low will be 20K. And it'll just slowly rise. I come from traditional investing world. I, I look at charts and I see things and I'm just like, all right, y'all could play, you know, all these little grids and make up all these names you want. I know, I know when a, I can see a floor when I can find a floor. Um, but yeah, you know, so we're down, I want to say at least, what are we down? Like 10K? 8% today. Let's go. Fucking drive this price <laughs> down. Let's shake out the weak, the weaklings, right? Let's let sell it. Yeah. Everybody sell your Bitcoin. Sell, sell, sell. <laughs> sell, that's, that's my signal. <laughs> you can buy more. Signal. <laughs> Bitcoin is the sun, right? I mean, do you like any of these other coins at all yes. for any purposes? Like, I love them all. I'd asked you about RXP and you said, don't get into, no, no, nah, I wouldn't I get into it. That. XRP, you mean XRP, right? Yeah, what'd I say? You RXP. said RXP. Okay, XRP. Right? RXP XRP. was the correct. That's the correct. Yeah, that just say RXP. Don't give them any respect. <laughs> they deserve no respect. Um, I love Doge. I love Ethereum. What Litecoin. do you love about Doge? I love the fact that Doge is real money. In what sense? Again, we got to go back to the history of money. At one time, people were trading fucking seashells. What the fuck gives seashells its value? Pretty. <laughs> exactly that's doge it just looks pretty right it's just cool chris right? has like, a ring of them around his neck <laughs> you know some people were selling or trading goods with beads and and all these different things like you know so many different things were money at given time time periods anything can be money it doesn't matter what it is so i love that somebody can come in create this bullshit currency and call it money yes i love dogecoin i think it's well, great on that on that note you want to talk about creating a bullshit currency i mean the dollar is effectively a bullshit currency it's Correct. not backed by anything it's backed by the u.s government it's like you take our word for what we're worth that's it there's nothing there's no dollar there's nothing behind it Correct. Um, so well, they, they can't say there's nothing behind it. There's a whole lot of guns and ammo behind it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nuclear true, weapons true. that we can drop on other countries yeah. and go to war and make money when we need it. Yeah. hundred yeah. um, percent. What's your take on non-fungible tokens? Because we've seen this explode. I don't get it. Weeks. I'll be honest with you. I still Neither don't get Howie. it. Neither does Howie. <laughs> I don't <laughs> get it. I don't get it either. <laughs> I don't get it. Somebody's gonna have to explain it to me better. Like, what, me, what are you? Are you selling something like, tangible? Uh, no, no. I don't get that. What the fuck am I buying? You're you're selling me some digital shit. I'm gonna store on my computer. I for us, and I got a bid on it, and I got to share that product with somebody else. I can't wrap my head around that shit. I think a kindergartner could. I think it's a scam, yo. Like, I don't know. For right now, I'm, I'm not going to say it's a scam, but it feels real, like, fickle. I, I feel like this is one of the things that's going to come and go. I don't know. Somebody let explain me, it to me. Let me play, play the flip side of that. All right. When crypto came out, I thought it was a scam. No, I was explain like, NFT to me. Don't oh, non-fungible tokens? And why is it good? I'm not saying it's good. I'm just playing the flip side of what it's is new. It? Oh, what are, literally, what, what are you, it is. What are you buying? 
you're buying a one of one. You're buying something that there's only one of in the world. That's the concept. A digital version of it. Correct. Like trading cards. Yeah. So you could look at it as, well, what if this one of one is backed by Shepherd Ferry or, you know, Banksy? What if it's connected to some somebody we already respect or we already perceive as valuable? I can understand that angle of NFTs. What I can't understand is uh, a five-year-old sketch of a cat that is literally $172,000. Well, if so, you're somebody who's invested in this technology, it wouldn't be, it would be really smart of you to buy that painting for $170,000. So everyone goes, whoa, you could make $170,000 on this. And now everybody's talking about it. It's the same thing with Mr. Potato Head, uh, Potato Head. There you go. They had no intentions of changing that name, but they put it out there and everybody went to war over Mr. Potato Head. No, you know, Mrs. Potato Head, Shim Potato Head, whatever it was going to be. Right. And that's like, if I'm a guy that's invested in this technology and I have some seed money, I would buy that cat painting for a hundred thousand dollars. And then everybody's talking about how somebody just bought this painting for $100,000. How much press did that get? It was talked about on a ton of podcasts, tweeted everywhere, made all these giant magazines, stories. And it's just like, you can't pay for that press. There was one that went for $6 million I heard last week. It had to have been a Saudi. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Saudis like two things, freaking weird digital paintings and white girls from Southern California. That seems to be the two <laughs> things they like to turn them into what they call porta potties, but that's a different oh. show, everybody. That's a different, Hey, it's the world we get into. Okay. It's currency. You want currency hotel. You got that. That's currency. Those, uh, those, uh, titties are currency. Um, I just don't get it. I spent literally, I, I talked to people. I researched it when it was all said and done. I said, that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard of in my life. <laughs> yeah, me too. I literally sat back and I said, there's not one fucking thing that anyone has said to me where I would buy, I would spend five cents on any of this shit. Yeah. It makes no sense. And and Evan, Evan, guys, hold on. Let's let Evan speak for his generation. Yeah. Why you guys do not hard shit. So it is art. It is art, but um, you can like, put it inside of different types of games. This is what I'm gathering. This could be completely inaccurate, but you can use like your own avatar inside of these games and it's one of one. Nobody else has it. Like that's what makes you unique apparently. Uh, so it's if, like the Mona Lisa and I can put it in what? Grand Theft Auto? <laughs> I don't believe, I think there's like specific, uh, specific games for it. Like the uh, Monero, I believe you were talking about. Yeah, the, the game that uses that currency. They sell oh, you mean you mean of, mana, 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 the decentralized. Yeah. yeah, which dude, they would fight you if they heard you say it was a video game. They get really pissed off. Oh, to them, that's some <laughs> my real Twitter's shit, about to blow up. <laughs> right, that's some real shit, and it's basically like you know. So, hold up, you saw that video that the World uh, Business Conference put out. Well, I forget the business forum put out where it's like you will own nothing and love it, like. This thing that they're doing right now is with this virtual reality world is like kind of programming these kids to be like, buy virtual land. That's the cool stuff. Yeah. Right? It, yeah. It's right into that whole it, fucking thing that these 
Yeah, Wizards you about to, to have me. To yeah, you about to have me buy some virtual shit. Like, yeah. Nah, <laughs> nah motherfucker, I need some shit I can put on my wall, right? Yeah. And transport it from, you know, here to there. And we can sell that, you know, yeah. sell real art. But somebody just, you know, took five seconds to throw some cat together and you're going to have a bidding war on it. Yeah. I might I can't, flip it. If I, if I can't toss it into a U-Haul, I'm not buying it. This sold for six point six million. Yeah, and it's just it's digital art. You and know what? It's, and it's it's in like a, is that supposed I'll, to be Trump? Yeah, yeah. I've seen like that. It. I've seen that before. Yeah. So, so that sold for six point six million. Who bought it? I have no. It doesn't say. You see what I'm saying? You see what <laughs> I'm saying? Like this is why this is why I don't like shit like this because nobody looks at the finer details. It's it's probably sold for six yeah, exactly. This is what I'm saying. Like, like, come on, somebody tell me who bought it. What's his background? What are his intentions? Who's he connected to? Where is he? Where <laughs> is he? Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, right. this is what they do with, this is what they do. This is marketing 101. I mean, how many times do you send hot chicks into nightclubs and have them order drinks to get guys up, be like, oh, girl, hot chicks like this drink and stuff like that. It's just, uh, it's fake, it's uh, influencers, they're called. Like, this is an influencer. Well, this is just some influencer, some guy like, I paid six million for this. And now everyone's gonna be like, do we create this? All of a sudden, people are gonna buy it for thousands and thousands of dollars. Does it work? I don't know. The kid, I don't know, the guy, the guy that bought that's probably a 10th grader in Queens. He's probably in high school, just some public school thinking, high-fiving his buddy saying, look at the shit I just pulled off, man. They think I just bought that for six mil. Oh, yeah. You know what? Have, have you, you know find what? out who it was yet? I'm looking. I can't, I can't find it. <laughs> so here, so I'd love to see this, vid, this podcast in five years from now when we're totally wrong. And everybody's just like running around with NFTs laughing at us going, hey, we have these been, guys we missed the fucking boat again. We have been wrong before. Just ask Evan. I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I'm paying attention to the <laughs> NFTs thing because I don't want to be, you know, a, a laggard. But at the same time, I'm, my brain isn't comprehending why these things have value. And it feels like a pump and dump scam. Yeah. Head on a swivel. That's how you got to do it. But man, I mean, like for me, when I buy digital currency, I go into like on Coinbase. Everybody hates Coinbase. But the one thing I like about Coinbase, it breaks down. What is the what is the practical use of this coin? Mm, it's yeah. What is it? Okay. And a lot of times it will be like it's using this uh, this uh, Internet purpose, that Internet purpose. And based on that, if it's not too specific, meaning it could be used in a bunch of places, I feel like I feel like I could purchase this and have maybe have my investment go up. So yeah. we'll see. I don't see a lot of practical purpose. I mean, like to buy something like this and then stick it in your virtual house. So I have to go into your virtual house to see your virtual painting. It just to me, there's but mana, which is the currency that you would use to buy your virtual house and buy your virtual painting. To me, that has some practical use. Hmm. We'll see if it grows or not. What are some of the other coins you like? Uh, I don't really pay attention to that stuff, man. You know, I yeah, I'm in the crypto world, but I, I let the experts. 
I study traditional money, man, and I study history. I'm a history buff. So when I look at these currencies, all I see is copper, silver, gold. Like, that's what I see. I don't see the technologies behind them, right? Um, like, I know Monero is supposed to be a privacy coin, and, you know, this one does this, and this one does that. I'm just like, I really don't give a fuck what these coins do. I'm just interested in making money. So if the <laughs> shit's going to pump, then I'm going to buy it, right? And I'm going to store it for 10 years. Um, I got a theory about Bitcoin, though, that I want to share. And oh, I think, and I, and, and I, uh, and I, and I made this up just now on the show. <laughs> we do it all the time, dude. So this is, this is an exclusive. This is uh Hotep Jesus's law of money. <laughs> and this is piggybacking, piggybacking off of Gresham's law. You guys familiar with Gresham's law? I am not. Well, so I'm- Gresham's law says that bad money drives out good money. And when it says out, it's basically out of circulation, out of the market. For example, when fiat currency first hit the scene in the United States, everybody started hoarding the silver and there was no silver left in circulation. So they had to start balancing things out to bring silver back into circulation because a lot of people were like, I could take this silver and I can trade it for shit in the European market. And that's what I'm going to do. So silver started going to Europe Um, or people were just hoarding it in their house. So. That's Gresham's law. So I wanted to take it to a step further and say Hotep Jesus' law of money says that bad money turns good money into a reserve asset. And that's what Bitcoin is. It's a fucking reserve asset. And people kind of hit on it when they said Bitcoin is gold. It's like, yeah, you're not buying that because you want to trade it. You're buying that because you want to store your value somewhere because this money's about to just tank its value. But at least it's gold. At least it's Bitcoin. At least it's, this has some chance to stand the test of time. So that's what Bitcoin is. It, or, or that's what that's what fiat Federal Reserve notes do. They make Bitcoin not money like people call bitcoin money bitcoin's not money ask somebody to uh buy something from you with their bitcoin they're like oh i'm not doing that and you can have some of these erc tokens or you know or some my litecoin or something right or my mana you can't have my bitcoin right so that's not money so again bad money turns good money into a reserve asset hotel jesus is law of money bam write that yeah. down put that on a t-shirt <laughs> that makes sense a lot of people think that i mean uh, you ask any financial expert they'll tell you bitcoin is basically a replacement it does the same thing gold does it's and it's supposed to work inversely when the stock market drops bitcoin's supposed to go up that's the way it's supposed to happen we'll see it's still new we'll see so but it's funny you said you can't buy i, I was telling sam about three months ago there's a bar two bars in manhattan and when you walk by the bar, it says, we will sell both bars for five Bitcoins. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, let, well, let's wait till that shit drops to 10K and go fucking take them up on yeah. the offer. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to take the sign now, then. That's <laughs> not going to go scarce. <laughs> that sign will be down, man. Yeah. 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 I, so I, are, you, are you still like uh, gold, silver? There's a little run on silver two weeks ago based on based on what people think was a false manipulation mm. of wall street bets mm. and guns guns by guns guns? And, guns and ammo guns and ammo are the best investment bar none 
I think I'm gonna get into gun trading, dog. Why not? Be you gotta bro. buy guns. I mean, the Pull price the of ammo. On. Pull up the chart on what? Smith and Wesson. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Remington. Buy guns, man. Buy guns. Buy ammo. I mean, the price of ammo was up like crazy last year to this year. You know, I don't. I forget the number was. I don't yeah. want to say it because you know people are like, oh my god, you're wrong, but. Buy guns and ammo. That stuff is going to last the, 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 you know, your kids, 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 kids. They're going to be like, oh, wow, this is a gun. Wow, your dad has a gun. <laughs> I haven't seen these since our history books, right? So buy guns, man. You know, I think that that's, that's one of the best investments ever. Uh, if, if Sam's listening, he's hearing guns. He, he's not hearing guns. He's hearing bazookas. Yeah. So that's the I can get a bazooka, get one. <laughs> you get can. That. Yeah, yeah. Your money's a lot safer buying that type of stuff than in. I'll tell you, um, it's tough in New York, though, man. It's tough having a gun in New York. It's you get pulled over for that. It's uh, that's a rough sentence. Well, you don't want to have a a, a a handgun. You need yeah. to have. You got to keep your rifle in the trunk. I think it allow you. To, yeah, I think they allow you to have a rifle, but a handgun. Yeah, that's a no bueno. I think That's I think it's cool. only from your house to the range and back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and New York needs some serious reworking. I mean, you know, it's so funny. They're talking about the, the governor and he's just like, oh, you know, he's got to get impeached. It's like 15,000 people died. Why are we talking about impeachment? Mm. Why aren't we talking about jail at this point? Mm. But th there's a whole bunch of – it's like New York City is interesting because if, if you lower taxes – that there would be 90 million people living in, in New York city. So it's the same thing with California. I'm enjoying this. Everyone's moved out. Cause they're all afraid of taxes going up. I don't like taxes. I think taxation is theft, but if it was like, if we had the same taxes that say Tennessee, I wouldn't be able to go anywhere because there'd be a bazillion people here. Mm -hmm. So it's like a kind of interesting thing, but the gun stuff is like how much of they're coming for the guns is real. And how much is it like gun companies going to make a shit ton of money again? Well, you got to understand how the Fabian socialists work. The way they, they work is their their old logo used to be, uh, or the new logo was turned into a turtle because they take away your rights little by little. They chip away at it. So the gun grabbing thing is definitely real. Um, it's just that it, it happens really slow. There's legislation that was put into the House, um, I think it's H.R. 40, um, by uh, Sheila Jackson. So, um, and, and the provisions in that was like, basically like nobody would be able to own a gun. You know, it's like, you have to get a mental screening and this and that and $800 a year license. And it's just like, what? Like, yeah, it was like really wild what's in this bill. Um, but that stuff is, is definitely real. Um, that's what socialists and communists do. Uh, they take, they take away your rights little by little and centralize power. Um, but look at this stuff, the price of the AR-15. I remember a couple of years ago, you get an AR-15 between 300 and 500. You can't even get one right now. They're sold out everywhere. I know a guy that has a few, if you need one. Hey, yeah, yeah I like that. <laughs> yeah. by, by the way, it. I just pulled up the chart on Smith & Wesson. It's up over 100% since last March. So, oh, since yeah. last March? Wow. Oh, snap. So, Send me those. I want to buy <laughs> stocks and gun companies. Buddy, you're yeah. late to the party. Yeah, oh, man, it's gonna keep <laughs> going late. up, dude. You're never late to buy gun stock. Yeah, dude, guns are just gonna keep going up, man. You know, every time fucking 
Every time uh, Biden mumbles something, people get weird the fuck out. Go. Real quick, I want to ask something real quick. So we're, we're seeing this movement right now with stop, with taxes. And uh, one thing is like we see these socialists wanting to do taxes, raise taxes, because they think if we spent more on taxes, more things will get fixed which they don't understand, the only thing that will get fixed are politicians' bank accounts right. would go up because they would just increase their salaries and what they spend money on, like uh, Gavin Newsom buying a billion dollars in Chinese masks. So is it? what do you think about rich kids thinking they, the, the, the solution to stuff is higher taxes? Because my belief is that they, they do this because they know them, their fathers, their grandfathers all have the best accountants who will figure out a way to beat whatever tax code that's come out. And what they really just want to do is tax the middle class and destroy small businesses because that is always at the, like the, the $15 minimum wage thing. That's not. That's good, just gonna hurt small businesses. Yeah. It's just gonna destroy it. You're not gonna be able to have employees. Yeah. So when you think about that, you gotta understand that. Uh, I think it was Nelson Aldrich, and that, there's some speculation that Nelson Aldrich, uh, whose uh, daughter married into the Rockefeller family, Abby Abby Aldrich, she married uh, David Nelson uh, Rockefeller, um, uh, David Jr. And um, getting back to the point, uh, there's some speculation he may have been in the vicinity of Karl Marx while being in Europe and may have studied under him. Anyway, he comes back to the United States at some point and uh, he delivers us the Tariff Act of 1894. And inside the, the Tariff Act of 1894 is the introduction of a graduated income tax, which everybody said was unconstitutional. Um, and then um, we know that 1913, it was made pretty much permanent um, by the, the IRS Act. Well, IRS Act, yeah, um, which is all in the same year. Um, so my point being is that these kids are educated by socialists. So they think like socialists. You go to these universities, they're all socialists. Um educated uh, uh educators professors so the kids are brainwashed from early so they don't know anything outside of that they think having taxes is supposed to help somebody you go watch a um documentary uh, i think it was uh thomas soul or walter e williams I, I can't remember but uh it was soul it was soul soul said he was disappointed because you know thomas soul used to be a socialist and thomas soul said you know i was a, a, a vehement socialist and then I went and got a job in government. And he said, the job in government turned me into a capitalist. He said, why? He's like, because I saw uh, an opportunity to, I think he was in a labor department and he saw some sort of program and he said, oh, the minimum wage program. He said, well, if we do this, this and this, then we can help people out. And uh, they basically tossed his program out. They're like, get out of here. And that's when he realized, like, wait, these people aren't actually trying to help anybody. So he stopped be being a socialist. Um, but that's what government does. These taxes are actually um, pseudo slush funds. Let me ask you this. Don't you think right now, I mean, do you think we pretty much live in a socialist country? I mean. Oh, absolutely we do. 
I mean, you take a look at a rich, a rich elite socialist country. I mean, yeah. Who who owns Amtrak? One of the biggest transportation. Co- who owns Amtrak? I mean, that's, yeah. that's it. I mean, come on. Yeah, we this definitely. Is, live, yeah, this isn't a free market. Yeah. This isn't free market. You know, I I, I always give these people this this uh, example. I say when you think about capitalism, it's supposed to be free market, right? And and my thing is, what's your definition of free? So Sam, if I took you and I changed you to a tree and I gave you ten foot of chain, are you free? Nope. Okay. If I gave you uh came back the next week, and I gave you a hundred thousand feet, are you free? Nope. A million feet, are you free? Nope. That's America. We got a million foot chain, but we're still chained to the goddamn tree. Yeah. We ain't free. People think just because we have more freedom than other socialists and communist countries that we're not socialists or communists. But the fact doesn't matter. No, their chain just happens to be shorter. You know what they do is they 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 allow us to criticize the government, whereas in other city, other countries, they would drop hammer on you, right? But here they're like, no, man, criticize it's great. That's your freedom. But then you go to other places where you can't shit on the government, but they'll let you do whatever the fuck, like Thailand, the Philippines. You could do a lot of stuff out there you can't do in the States, mm. but you can't criticize the government. You know, you can, even you China, poison. where I go to, I go to China, you man, can't. as an expat, you're like, whoa, dude, well, they, they do a lot of crazy shit. They can't shit on the government. The, the, the thing is... You can talk shit about the government because the government is the neck of the beast. It ain't the head. If you talk about the head, oh, they going to come for your ass. Yeah. <laughs> Don't talk about the head of the beast, but you could talk about the neck all day. That's how you got to know who's really in charge. The government's just a, it's just a patsy. Yeah. Quick, well, quick the interjection. Is a paradigm. Quick it's, interjection. It's a way on, of thinking. On it's not Brian. actual a thing. It is like if you move the government out of a, if you have city hall and you move the, you moved it to another building, is that building still government? No, now it's just an empty fucking building. And it's just like, people hate government. You, you hate the people in the, you hate the center there. That's what you hate. The government is whatever you make it. Government could be suddenly, Hey, it's clown town. And everyone's like, yeah, hey, we live in clown town. That's government. It's, it's like, you just, you're tired of the people. That's what we got to do. We got to change the people. Yeah. In New, in, in New York City, uh, the uh, city government, it's right in the basement of the Koch brothers up in the Upper East Side. They pretty much run it. Yeah. Well, the Koch brothers and George Soros, they just all yeah. work together. Yeah. They run it. Uh, I just want to interject real quickly because I don't want it to get glossed over. Brian's analogy is probably the best analogy we've heard on the show, and we suck at analogies. So can we just bookmark that first of all? You do, right. you do. <laughs> and it, and it reminds, you, and your analogy reminds me of one of my favorite jokes about what do you call you know five hundred lawyers at the bottom of the ocean? A good uh, start. That's yeah. how I feel about Sam Tripoli tra- chained to a, a tree. It's it's a good start <laughs> we could all use. <laughs> Well, you know what, dude? I, you should start <laughs> teaching master classes in analogy, and I will pay for Howie's first classes. You need to start teaching that. master class in uh, not mispronouncing every other word. Hey, that's so why we love you. Let's get into, uh, hey, dude, that's who I am. I lean into it. Okay, I lean into it. I flung first grade. Ev, I'm here. Ev, here who I made am. That, Ev, who made that NFT? Uh, 
Nobody. Oh, you don't know. Who, no, who, there was a there it? was a company who made it. Who, they didn't say. It? They didn't say who bought it. Uh, that's apparently it's confidential. A, this is what's wrong. Ev, your generation is killing me, man. I bet you. Well, I mean, I don't have six point six million dollars to just throw away, so I'm assuming it was somebody who's probably fairly wealthy. It's, it's probably a Colombian cartel that's found a new way to launder money. It's probably something <laughs> just that easy, you know? And I dude, mean, not wrong like, with that. Were, no, but they were like, you know what? We dealt with the banks. And then uh, they screwed up and we got caught. Let's go into the digital world and crank out some NFTs and launder all this Coke money. Problem That's probably solved. the smartest thing said today. The person hey, who, hey, the person who made it's it is time. called, the person who made it is named Beeple. Beeple? Um, yeah. Sounds got, like he, that's, that's called El Chapo's wife. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, like, dude, that is the whole thing behind art. They mock us. A guy went up, put a pay, tape, on a banana sold for what? How many millions of dollars? You don't think that was laundered money? Not They're only just that, laundering the money. Not only that, that thing was fucked. Literally that wasn't fucked. even a good banana. And the guy, the guy that bought it, ate it. Oh, he did. Yeah, he bought oh, it and then shit. ate the banana and oh. stood there and let people watch him. <laughs> I hope it was bruised, guys. <laughs> let's get into uh, let's let's get into our picks of the week. Uh, I'm gonna jump out first just because. Here's my whole thing. Uh, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I don't really have any coins to push this time. I want to sit back. I know we're going through this dip like we've talked about. I always like Monero. I'm getting a lot of crap from people. Hey, why is this thing going to go up? Again, it is a long-term investment. You, This is not a week-to-week thing. You buy it, you sit on it. The Dogecoin, to me, is the one you buy. Like right now, it's, it's, it's trading for four cents. Buy a bunch of them. Wait till it shoots up, sell it. That's how you do it. But that's what, dude, it's a long investment. This thing may go down to, Bitcoin may go down to 10. I don't know, but we'll see, man. If you want to buy on that dip, then buy on that dip. Some people hope. I, those, dude, I mean, when that, when when you go to your wallet and that number's down, you're like, "Eh, eh, eh, eh." (laughs) you're like, whoa. I mean, I'm, I'm in so deep, like it could go to 10 and I'd still be up. Dude, that's nice. cool. That's wow. early, dog. And nice. it's trading in the mid 200s right now, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, what'd you yeah, buy it at? I mean, Brian? I'm talking about Bitcoin. Oh, yeah. yeah. You bought it the day it came out, right? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I wish, dude. I have dreams about that, dude. I, like, I, you go back you know, in time, what would you do? I'm like, I, I'd buy it at $1. <laughs> I swear I have some somewhere from back in the day. I keep convincing myself it's somewhere on one of these computers. <laughs> oh, you're like the guy that got locked out and he's got like $250 million and he can't get in. You have one of those wallets? I feel like I do somewhere. <laughs> I'm probably lying to myself, <laughs> but I, I just knew about Bitcoin like so early that like I remember investigating and Googling and trying to figure out how to mine that I feel like I might have at some point bought some or somebody gave me some, you know, and I just got a Bitcoin sitting somewhere and don't even Dude, know it. For all the dumb shit I've done in a blackout and can't remember, I'm praying one day I'm going to wake up and be like, oh, you didn't just do coke and, you know, go crazy and wake up in a ditch. You also bought Bitcoin that day. That's what I'm praying for. Oh man, I just wish I could. Um, so Chris, you want to start off? Well, before I, I jump into my picks, we, I, I'd love to get Brian's take as well as Howie's on what we've seen in the market because 
uh, future picks or anybody's picks right now, a lot of people are pumping the gas because they do not know what to make of this market. And, you know, obviously we saw the NASDAQ just shit the bed last week and lose four and a half percent of its value in a week, which is not correction territory, but it's pretty significant. And um, the thing I, I would like to address before we go forward and also get obviously Brian's take on this is we need to discuss what the bond yields, uh, how they've infected the, in, uh, affected the, the market and also this upcoming two, we'll just call it $2 trillion stimulus. Because this, the stat that I read that really jumped out at me is- It wasn't um, the $2 trillion? This, that's, that's a drop in the bucket. It sounds like a lot of money, but the stat that jumped out is that $2 trillion represents 2.5% of the FANG stocks, meaning Facebook, Alphabet, Google, Apple, uh, Netflix. So while it sounds like a big number, how significant is it? And we do know that over 50% of um, these, these recipients of this stimulus are planning on putting it into the market. But with the recent crash in the NASDAQ and the pullback in the Dow, how much of a correction are we going to see moving forward? Because we keep getting this question, is the market fucked? Should I hold back on buying anything? And how is inflation pop possibly going to affect, uh, affect future buying? Um, so Howie, if you wouldn't mind, can you, can you want to address the bond yields? Because that's a huge part of the equation right now. I mean, yeah, last week it worked the way it's supposed to work. <laughs> Growth stocks got smashed. Tech, tech stocks got smashed. Uh, bond yields went up. They became attractive. I mean, if you know anything about bonds, they work inversely to stocks. Uh, when bond yields go up, bond prices go down. If you buy the bond at a discount, and the bond goes up, the actual yield, what you're going to get on that bond drops. So last week, yields went up. A lot of money uh, uh, went into uh, bonds. But it's short term. It's all on the rumor that interest rates could rise, that we may have a tint of inflation. We're not there yet. It's, it's a ways away. I think last week was a minor. It was a normal correction. It got hit. I don't think we're going to hit a real correction yet. Uh, and like I said, I do feel the NASDAQ will retreat to 11,000. I think tech, tech stocks will get a huge number, though. That's a huge number. Yeah, you know, for a lot of people, maybe. I don't think so. If we go into a bear market, you'll see it down to uh, eight or nine, maybe even lower. Uh, but 11,000 wouldn't be that bad. I mean, a couple thousand points. Um, I don't think it's happening yet. I think you can probably still buy uh, some good solid growth stocks. Um, but with that being said, you shouldn't have your whole portfolio into growth stocks and technology, because if we do get a little bit of inflation, you're going to get crushed. You're going to get yeah. your portfolio is going to drop 50 percent. And uh, that's why you got to have value stocks. That's why you got to have some real estate. That, that's right. That's, that's so, here, so here's my question to people. And then, Brian, if you don't mind jumping in and giving us your take as well. Are we going to see a massive rotation from tech to value with reopening place? Because that's. That's what's being being told everywhere right now. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, oh, wait, was that a question for me? Either one of you. Well, Brian, mainly for you to just say, hey, do you think the market's going to keep going down? Is it a good time to buy with the stimulus money coming in or is this already baked in? Um, the big crash comes next year. Okay. You know, America was founded in a monkey year. Next year is a tiger year. Uh, monkey and tiger are enemy signs. 
So we're going to see a huge retracement next year. What this is right now could be just the beginning of that. Um, also, I just want to correct something I said earlier in regards to, you know, dumping your money into the market. I think it's also important to hoard cash for those crashes so you can take advantage when they come. That's that's the one reason I would say to hoard cash is to take advantage of crashes. When you say hoard, you mean pull it out of the bank and store store physical cash? No, you can hold it in the bank. It's just fucking numbers. Money market fund, yeah. Yeah. You, you My whole thing is if this thing crashes, we see it happen with third world countries all the time. People try to go to their, you know, these third world crashes, if the wind blow, these third world countries, if the wind blows the wrong way, you know, their market crashes and they try to go to their bank and they can't get their money out. But, but, yeah, but, but, but the U.S. dollar ain't worth shit outside the bank or inside the bank. So you might as well leave it in. Like when banks, like, I don't people know if people know this, but when you put a run on the bank, all you're doing is helping the establishment. That's that yeah. like like doing a run in the bank doesn't do shit. You're just pulling cash and hurting a little bank. <laughs> You're putting a no, little yeah. bank out, and the big bank's gonna come in and buy the lower bank at a cheap price, and the big bank gets bigger, right? Plus so you don't. FDIC insured. You can't. You, people don't get. You can't. You're not gonna put a bank under. You're, <laughs> your money insured. They're gonna get it from the federal bank. So it's, yeah. I, I never got that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And know, even if. Even if they do crash, guess what? The federal government's gonna come in and bail their ass out anyway. No, the big bank is the big bank's going to buy the little bank, big bank, big bank tanks out little bank. Right. So if your uncle or whatever decided to get into the banking industry, the Fed ain't going to bail that little bank out. They're going to say, oh, you fucked up. We're going to we're going to dissolve your your uh, your bank and we're going to buy you out cheap. Give us your assets done. Right. And you're just out of business. The big banks will get bailed out by the government. Um, But the Fed doesn't doesn't play like that. but, you know, the, the money, whether it's inside the bank or cash in your hand, doesn't mean shit. It's just numbers on the screen. So I think what Brian's saying, like when he says, Sam, when he says hoard cash, he doesn't mean take shoeboxes and dig a hole. Right. What, what he's saying is like, let's say, for instance, you own 50% growth stocks, 25% value. You own some Bitcoin. And let's say you have 5% cash. Well, you know what? Maybe sell some stuff and let's go 10%, 15% cash so that when this crash does happen, bam, you can jump in when everyone's jumping off cliffs in five years from now, you're making a nice percentage change. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. That's what he's what what Brian's saying is you gotta have the dry powder on the sidelines. Yeah. You know, you gotta be able to pounce. If if all is your money's coconut? in the market, a little bit, a little bit. Okay. If all your money's in stocks and you see a dip like we saw last week, you can't reload. So mm-hmm. cash should always be part of your portfolio to some degree. Yeah. So you can utilize it like a fucking bazooka and pounce on some shit. Right. I'm buying stocks and guns this week. Yeah. <laughs> buy the well, actual, just like people tell you, buy gold, buy actual guns. I am. I've been. I got, okay. I got a bunch. Okay. Keep buying. Uh, and don't forget, don't forget, <laughs> once you do, 
file that serial number off that thing. So <laughs> oh my God. Go. <laughs> You've got to make a move. Oh, we legally cannot tell them to do I don't that. know this guy. I don't know this guy, Chris. I'm not his friend. I just met him today on this show. <laughs> it's funny because I have a sawed off shotgun and um, you look uh, like Ted Kaczynski's nephew. Yeah, you do really do. We, we go, we do go way back. I have a sawed off shotgun and um, I inherited it from a comic who was all fucking coked out one night. And he's like, I need you to get rid of this gun. And I'm like, I love you. You got to be honest. Is this a dirty gun? And he goes, No, I just fucked up and I filed it down and it's illegal. And I held it for a long time. And then, um, mistakenly i went to a cop and i was like hey i'm trying to do the right thing here can i give you this gun and you can do the right thing and melt it down and do whatever you do and he's like no i fucked up man it was a bad move um who i thought <laughs> like who goes to a cop i got an illegal gun can you guys help me that out? hang out with cops all right i used to hang out with cops when I trusted him. I don't that trust him anymore. That is the whitest thing ever said on this fucking <laughs> I know. I know. That I know. So what happened? I just the, cop goes, the cop goes, I don't even, I'm going to pretend like we didn't even have this conversation. And I go, what do you mean? You're not going to help me out? And he goes, you need to take that to the station yourself. I don't even want to be a part of this. And I was like, I'm not going to a fucking station with a fucking sawed off shotgun. I thought you were my friend. You're going to help me. He's like, you're on your own. And I'm like, yeah, obviously. So I still Dude, it's have got, it. that This story's so bad. How he quit the show. <laughs> I still how he have quit that. the show. Let me turn my camera off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going underground. Oh. Chris, thanks for being on the show. Uh, you know we're gonna move on from you. Okay, like, I guess it's okay. Hey, sideways. Um, uh, I all right, do, so let's get so, into some. I don't want to keep uh, hotel. Okay, day, I will so. give you. I give. I will give you my picks. I I only have two, and one is extremely speculative. Um, a company called JMP. It's it's a small public company. It's a bank, so we can play off the banks. Normally, Evan, can you look these up? Yeah, he's yep. gonna pull it up. Normally, I hate banks and detest banks, but if I see an opportunity to make a little money. Um, I'm going to, and this is a total spec play. And the reason it's speculative is Wedbush jumped in and bought a shit ton of their oh, stock. Jesus. And um, one, one tool that we need to bring up is insider trade, uh, not insider trading, but institutional buying. And if anybody's <laughs> ever looking at a stock, you can always pull it up and say, well, shit, who bought? Did somebody sell? Did the CEO dump a bunch of shares? Um, so what I always do when I look at a stock is I look to see who's buying and selling the stock and Wedbush, you know, is a very big company. And can you pull that up, Evan, that screenshot I sent you? I emailed it to you. Yeah, I got it. I saw some interesting buying. And if you, if we'll, we look at this, this is, um, last a couple weeks ago. Can you see those purchases where Wedbush is buying JMP at literally 30 shares for $126? Okay, and then you scroll up, what did they do on the 19th? They bought $437,000 of this stock. And I'm thinking wow. to myself, this doesn't make any fucking sense. Who, why would they literally buy 30 shares and then bump it up to 40? And all of a sudden, they're buying half a million dollars? Well, after they did, that stock shot up. Pull up the chart, E, the one month. That, that stock on February 19th, 
went from five five dollars to seven twenty. Look, see that pop? And of course, it leveled out a little bit, and uh, I think it's got an opportunity to pop back up. So this is this is total speculative play here, um, but I like I like the uh, the opportunity for a bounce this week. So I bought midweek. And if you notice, like we always, you know, say, if you're tracking our buys during the week, I post them immediately. I took out a, a half position in this. So um, that's my, my pick for a stock to really move this week. And then long-term, um, I like IPOE. And if you've been following it, it is uh, Shamath's uh, SPAC that is, mer well, is basically bringing SoFi to market. Um, if you don't know what SoFi is, is uh, it's an app that is being targeted to millennials. And this, by the way, I'm underwater on this. Millennials stock. or Generation Z? Generation Z, excuse me. So SoFi, obviously, they just got this huge um, endorsement, well, branding rights with the stadium here in LA. It's an app. It's an all-in-one app that is being marketed towards Gen Z to not only um, get a mortgage, but you're going to be able to trade crypto on there. You're going to be able to, it, you know, I think it's going to, they're, they're shooting for Robin Hood 2.0 to be. I like that. I think that's what they're branding themselves as. Sophie, it's called. Sophie. Sophie. It's what our stadium is named after. Um, so I do like that, dude. It's taken a hit, and I think the price could go a little bit lower, but I'm already deep into it, so I'm going to uh, dollar cost average in a little bit. And then one other play I made midweek was um, the score. And its ticker is SCR. And I've been tracking this stock for over a year and I bought it when it was like four or five bucks. It was trading on the Toronto Stock Exchange and then it got uplisted to the NASDAQ. What this is, is Canada's largest sports app. It's their ESPN where everybody goes to their app. And this is another gambling play. They're going to be platforming gambling and they have the Canadian market already under their thumb. So Penn Gaming uh, has a huge stake in them. Um, and I think, you know, once gambling is just accepted as mainstream, they're going to be able to platform this for all their users to gamble on. And what's the advantage? In the States too, or just Canada? It's, it's in the States as well, but their market is Canadian. So if people want to start gambling, they've already got the fucking app on their phone and they don't have to install anything new. It just rolls out and says, oh, you want to bet on the game? Boom, you're in. Um, so I, I, I might have overpaid, but it's a long-term hold for me. Uh, again, it's the score. And then uh, JPM, total speculation play. I wouldn't take a full position in it, but if you want to take a ride on something, I think it'd take off. And then SoFi is a long, long-term hold for me. So those are my plays of the week. I like so far, invest in track money. I'm looking at it on the app store now. Yeah, I really think they're they're advertising everywhere as well. And again, this is Shama SPAC. And uh, after the merger hasn't gone through yet, but it has taken a big tank in the last uh, month. So I think um, I think it's got a chance. You know, a lot of people say it's a great long term play. I'm going to dollar cost average in just because I'm down on it. All right. You ready? You ready for the heat? You ready for All the right. heat? Bring that heat, boss. Bring you that heat. The heat. Who bought FSR, baby? Who bought FSR? What FSR do, Evan? 
uh, 32% over a day. By the way, Hotep, just, uh, just to interject, this is what we call the ball working portion of the show. So uh, we suck our own dicks, basically, if somebody picked a stock that blew up and Howie and Lil E are about to get their balls worked. Go ahead and suck <laughs> guys. So this is a stock, everyone. I told you to buy it when it was around 19. I bought it at 18. And wow. in, three days, in three days, the stock went from 19 to 29. I want everyone to know I sold it at 28. I Damn. sold it. I took profits. I don't own it anymore. If it drops back to 23, 24, I'll buy it again. But I sold it, I took profits. I got a lot of uh, DMs. Quite a few people took my advice and they bought it and they made money on it. Um, the other stock, DSX, still at 310, 315. We're still way up on it. Uh, listen, I'm going to a total 180, not a 360, a 180 this week. This is the stock you want to buy this week. You want to buy it tomorrow. It's a pretty well-known stock, guys. Go out and buy VZ, buy Verizon. And I'll tell you why I want you to buy Verizon. It's trading at around 45. Stock symbols VZ. 55. Uh, it's a large cap value stock. The markets are going to get nutty this week. You're going to have a lot of volatility, a lot of growth stocks. Going to be all over the place. 55, I'm sorry. This stock, look where it's down. The stock is taking a little bit of a dip. I don't care if it goes up, down. It pays a four and a half percent dividend, four and a half percent, regardless of what it does. I, oh, think, Omar. I think this thing's going to jump back up to 62, 63. So on top of that four and a half percent, you get another 10, 11, 12 percent. I love the stock right here, baby. We're I'm buying out. Verizon. Is that what you're saying? Verizon. You're going, you're going corporate. How do you feel about that, Sam? Feels, hey, dog. I'm an outlaw, but my money can be corporate. By the hey, way, did you buy KLR when I told you to? I did buy some KLR, dog. Okay, up a good my my GB uh, my GMBL W's down a little bit, but that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Holy. Uh, for me, I don't have a new pick this week. I'm, oh snap! I'm, I'm, I'm licking my wounds. He's twitching. He's, just, he's still twitching, man. He's twitching. Am... Hey, there's only room for one twitcher on this show, and that's me, bro. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, let's. Hey, don't don't dismiss this opportunity to not get your balls worked. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna you get did, my balls worked. You did hold on to OCGN, and I yeah, it talk today. about that OCGN, and I'm holding okay. it too. I'm holding it too, Withy. I almost OCGN. sold it. Chrissy, See, we need to sing a pot. We need to sing a pounce to eleven or twelve this week. Oh, it yes. will. It's going to. I hope you're right. There's only going to be more news. But uh, yeah, what would we go from? We went from like, you know, it kept going down. It was like seven, seven seventy-five, something like that. And I was like, shit, I might need to sell this. Um, and then all of a sudden they're like, boom, we're sending 20 million vaccines to yeah. Brazil. And then that thing just shot up to damn near $11. Um, Chris paper handed it. Fuck like you. A, like a little paper hand. Um <laughs> Kind of, kind of deserves it for the GME call. It's a little payback, I think. No, me, me paying you back was giving you money that you didn't deserve, and me gifting you a hundred dollars. Okay, you are your own man. You pull your own triggers, and you pushed out, and you didn't trust trust your gut. And had you trusted your gut, you would have had a thirty-seven bagger. That is not on me. 
You only thirty-seven thousand, dude. You would have thirty-seven. You would have thirty-seven X. We went over this. Were you here for last week's show, Sam? I yeah, check out all, anytime you talk. Okay. Anyway, keep an eye on OCGM. Um, if they get yeah. approved by the FDA, could be going up to fifty, hundred, whatever. Um, cool. I'm still in. I have a very low, very low uh, average cost, so I'm I'm diamond handing it. And Brian, uh, do you do you like anything this week? Would you like to make a a, a pick? I don't, I don't trade, man. I'm a I'm a born investor. I just every month. Okay. So the first is coming up. So I'll just be buying uh the the holds I got. Well, right, Brian, well, hold, hey, Brian, so Brian, give ask- us give us a business. Give us a solid business right now to look into. Like you're working with a lot of young business owners. Give us something you like. That's on. That's um. On the market? No, yeah. it doesn't have to be on the market. Just an idea. Someone you're working with. Hmm. Uh, Cron. What is Cron? Yeah, what's that? Uh, really, really cool app. Uh, they got a companion app called Titan. Uh, I use it for my calendar. Um, but just the way they display your data, your music, your images, really, really cool company. Um, I'll be speaking with them this week. Uh, that's my... Uh, my uh dark horse for 2020 all right awesome man yeah definitely is that c-h-r-o-n k k-r-o-n can you send uh, a little e a, a link and we'll list it in our description so yeah. everybody can check it out yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I got it i got it already K-R-O-N. It. let's see it let's see it on arc this one yeah there it is and what does it do it lists your all your data your yeah your pictures music in a very cool way to access it. You access it almost like uh, planetary orbits and whatnot. Um, I mostly use it for the uh, calendar um, because I needed a new calendar app. Um, but I'll be speaking with that company this week. Really, really cool people over there. They're actually fans of my show. I didn't even realize it. I sent them a message, you know, tell them about their app. And they're like, yo, we watch your show. And I'm like, oh, shit, really? So, yeah, really cool app. Awesome. Um, so here's the thing, Brian, we have huh? to do some uh, some maintenance around here and go through our readers questions and all that kind of crap. So you're free to stay if you want. If not, I totally get it. But um, yeah, I'm gonna head out. I got to head out. My, my uncle's here now. So I'm gonna head okay. out. Yeah. Real well, quick, where was, can they find you? Yes. Uh, Brian Sharp C-O. B-R-Y-A-N-S-H-A-R-P-E.co. All right, Thanks. man. Thank you Hotep for coming Jesus, on the show. Always Hotep a pleasure Jesus. to chop it up with you, dude. Thank I'm you. I'm sure if I get another podcast, you'll be on that soon, too. So. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I'm in all of them, bro. Just Thanks reach for out. coming on, dude. Thanks, Thanks for coming, for coming on. on. All right, bro. All right, guys. Thank you so much. This has been great. We will uh, do it again. Send your questions. Send your uh, uh, anything you want. Feedback. We got. We, we'll check the links out. We got Reddit pages. We got Discord. We got a YouTube channel that we talked about earlier. Make sure you subscribe there because eventually the show will only be available on YouTube, uh, on that YouTube channel. And just support everybody on the show because we appreciate it. And the little show that could hopefully, hopefully just keeps growing and growing. I have nothing but this is one of the most exciting shows to do. So I'm super excited. Guys, thanks so much. You have a good time today. I had an amazing time. It's great. Oh, and please leave us those uh, iTunes reviews because they help us out tremendously and we love reading them right, i'm guys. gonna be with i'm gonna be with this comedian uh sam tripoli thursday in new jersey 
Morris plays. Tis comedy. It's going to be a good one, dude. It's going to be a good one, dude. It's going to be a good one. Saturday sold out for show, so come hang out and let's rock and roll. Evan, anything to say? Nothing to say. Just uh, just keep following the Discord, the Reddit, uh, Twitter, obviously, and then we're just going to be releasing those picks. Uh, all right, all right guys. Thanks guys. so much. We'll see you guys again. Uh, you remember, show drops every Monday and Thursday. We'll see you soon. purposes only. You'd be an idiot to listen to anything these degenerates say. Invest at your own risk, do research, but seriously don't listen to these ass clowns. Now enjoy Cash Daddies.